Hello, and welcome to a very special Halloween special of the Emperor's New Podcast, where we usually explore, F- I mean, I guess this isn't, isn't, uh, isn't an exception either, but we explore every corner of the Emperor's New Groove uh, franchise, and today we'll be expanding beyond just the Emperor's New Groove for Halloween season and celebrating the entire villain verse, I guess. Um, we'll be talking about Villains Tonight, a Disney Cruise Line show that um, came out, it's about a decade old now. It came out in 2011. Um, has anyone here ever actually been on any of the Disney cruises? Because <laughs> I haven't. I was thinking of asking that actually. So I- I'm definitely a no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not either. Because yeah, we have plans to do it, but never got around to doing it. Yeah. yeah. I well, now I'm not sure I want to because I hear cruises are real places where it's really easy to get sick. Not just with what? Why? Not just with COVID, but like you know, less (laughs) bothersome, but still bad stuff. Uh Like like the forty-eight hour bugs, which won't kill you, but will make you very miserable for like a week. So it's no, it says forty-eight hours. (laughs) So it's the adult version of Concrud. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, I know. I would have been like. I would have had interest in doing a Disney cruise when I was younger, but never got around to it. You know, the parks take preference. Yeah. Who knows if I ever shall, but I will say whatever they just announced with Marvel stuff on one of the cruises sounds cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 we never, we had talked about it in the mid um, 2010s, my fam- my parents and my sister, but never got around to it because we just kept saying, we want to go to Disney world instead. Yeah. Who cares about cruises? <laughs> Yeah, I just, yeah. I remember seeing a video like Disney Parks or something, because I think the part, a lot of the, there's a lot of overlap with the creative side of things with the parks and the crews, had a video promoting this, and I remember, uh, obvi- uh, spoiler alert, Yzma's in it, um, and seeing that, <laughs> so that was the first, my first, how I first became aware of this show, all the way back when it was, wasn't even officially premiered yet, it was, in rehearsals, I guess, and they were showing footage from rehearsals. Um, yeah, I definitely remember. Um, I definitely remember that. My parents actually had a box set of the dis of Disney Cruise. I think it was like something we got from Disney World, and like the fourth DVD or something was the Disney Cruise line. And yeah. I remember seeing that sounds familiar. And I remember seeing. Um, this show or something version of the show but it was a little different i don't and then of course i later on just recently read i was like do i remember some of this and then i read that actually it was an earlier version of this show yeah the dr vasilier was in yeah the, he's not I in remember, the version that we watched yeah yeah um, i remember seeing i found that. his segment on youtube somewhere it's like no it doesn't add a ton to the plot it's like hey doctor the move, it was too oh, yes you are and now it was now two, some nice blacklight stuff. It was 2011. It was just two years after Princess and the Frog came out, so they really wanted to um, promote was it. 11 or 10? I thought I might have saw 10 somewhere. Oh, maybe. It, I, I'm going to look it up. It might have been early previews of 2010, if anything. Hmm, that's certainly possible. Yeah, um, I think I first heard of this through, I don't know, I don't remember how I found it, but like, so I believe I saw rehearsal footage of the fakes and yeah. maybe like we're talking about the show, this upcoming Disney Cruise yeah, 2010, show. it closed in 2015 on The Magic and in 2017 on The Dream. Wow, it actually lasted a lot longer than I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. it did. See, I, I had no idea till looking up on this Disney fandom wiki page, but it was written by the title of Show Guys. Uh, guess I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. And of course, um, I don't... So I met... I, believe that they swap out the casts um especially if they're lasting this long but at one point um hades was played by um jeff scott carey sorry right sorry yeah was blanking on his name for a minute um yeah who uh you may know as i believe he's the husband of emily clark um from stealing focus and also has been on a couple at least a couple of escape from walt disney episodes i believe um, usually with Emily Clark. Um, yeah. I don't I, think this was him, though. <laughs> I doubt that. The, yeah. Whoever was in the recording he sent us, I doubt it was this guy, but he gave me Blake Hammond vibes. 
Broadway actor Blake Hammond. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. seen him in a few tours of things, really enjoy him. It's like a very Uncle Fester type performance. Yeah. Yeah. Gives. So the premise yeah. of this show basically is that Hades, um, after being defeated by Hercules, has basically decided to turn the underworld into like an amusement park or something. And the fates come and tell him he's gotten too soft and he's not evil enough. And if he can't prove that he's absolutely evil by the end of the night, uh, he will lose his power as Lord of the Underworld. So he decides he's going to find all these villains and get them to fill up his evilometer um, so that was, he can... Hmm? Yeah, was the Fates actually... I couldn't really find much information. Were the Fates actually an over a recording of the original voice actors? Because they sound pretty close. I do not know. I don't know about the originals, but it definitely seemed pre-recorded. Yeah, because I know like... They're um, puppets, so it could yeah, be... I, yeah, because I remember when I saw one of the few musicals I've actually seen is Spam a lot. And yeah. I remember they had Eric Idle um, doing voiceover as God. God. As God, yeah. yeah. And this uh, was definitely. So it's funny to think uh, you can guess what era you saw it because it used to be John Cleese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's even some videos somewhere where Eric Idle doing it as God. And at the end, he says, Yes, I know it used to be John Cleese, but he got too expensive. So now I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so basically, like I said, Hades has to gather all the villains and fill up his evilometer and their songs and um, enough pop culture references to make the genie jealous. Um, yeah, they did not it, all age well. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I but... feel like the genie in the DCA Aladdin show was more adept at weaving in the pop culture references. Yeah. And obviously, it tied in more to his character as presented in the film. Yeah, but. But yeah, like I said, I feel like it was woven into the fabric of the Aladdin DCA yeah. script a bit more smoothly. Another show I've only seen through YouTube. I did see the Frozen show and I replaced it in person, though. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I saw yeah. the Aladdin one in person many times, which, and yeah, the Genie's pop culture gave it a feeling of rewatchability. Yeah, well, yeah, it was yeah. A different. Yeah. Yeah, but that, yeah, the, the thing about I've seen the. The jokes of this are mostly the same every time because I've seen a few videos of it, and I don't think there's much difference. Yeah, the, the I will say this: every time he referenced Lindsay Lohan, I was like, oh, just yeah. because how much more information has come out since then about uh, about child actor actors and actresses about yeah. how terrible it is, especially after um, Mara Wilson gave that great um, write up about what they go through. It makes you look yeah. at it in another light. The pop culture references are the worst part in my yeah. opinion. I mean, yeah. it's not like Lindsay Lohan, you know, had some influential part of her career through Disney or something. Yeah. 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 And There's I think a, this, the songs are the best part in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> just one little quick aside out of pop culture references, just saying, I will try to make this as basically put as possible, but considering a certain person who gets name dropped, I guess like certain portions of the Disney fandom would be like, well, it's a James Woods character, so it fits theming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That that has that joke has has made rewatching this much more uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. It's a it's just like milk. Yeah. Just like well, I'm also just wondering why he impersonated Edward G. Robinson for whatever reason. Because why the hell not? That's why. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna do that, but and you're gathering villains, but you don't bring in the lobster mobster. What the hell? <laughs> well, Doctor Vile wasn't in this either. No, oh, man. that that is that is wrong. That is unbelievable. I know. Agatha, get on this. Get get on this. Go to the Disney Cruise Management. Be like, okay, we're doing villains tonight again. We're bringing in Doctor Vile. Yeah, and only Doctor Vile. I could see. It's just okay. That that. That should be a thing they do, like, in the Halloween season. Like, just a Dr. Vile show. <laughs> like, welcome to my lab. Maybe have Daniel wandering around. Do Crab lab. Yeah, Crab experiments. Yeah. Cruise mm. experiments. And then you, and then they serve, they serve as crab experiments at, at one of the restaurants on the cruise. Well, it was trying to make them tastier, so I yeah. don't see how that's a problem. <laughs> So, yeah. So, Pain and Panic are in this. And I think the guy they got to do, Pain is the one voiced by Bobcat, right? 
Right, the yeah. purple. I one. think he did a pretty good job um, impersonating that voice. I don't think the writing was particularly strong, but <laughs> I'm just wondering yeah. why they wore glasses. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess they wanted to make they they wanted to do the Phineas and Ferb thing, but they didn't want to terrify people. So they wanted mm. their eyes to look big and bulgy, but they didn't want to go all the way with it. Like the remember the Phineas and Ferb live show where half the characters were just people with fake giant eyes. Oh God. I don't remember just giant eyes. I remember the Phineas and Ferb costumes. If Phineas and Ferb were full body costumes, but like Candace was a woman was like a woman in a wig an orange wig with giant cartoon eyes, but otherwise normal body proportions. Yeah, that I does see- not ring a bell. Thanks I- for the nightmares. <laughs> Oh, I, I can send you a picture after if you want. <laughs> I'm I will sure find it. Yeah, I, w- I will say this is that we we are going to get into something else that's a little bit what <laughs> later on with Scar. Yes. Yeah. No, uh, I know I'm prob- we're probably going to have a bunch of like snark towards the show, but something I do just love genuinely is the um, the doors are locked and you hear them lock in the back. Yeah. That's a uh, great moment of atmosphere. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Some very are the doors secure flashbacks from Phantom. The doors are locked and you can't get out and no one can get in either. <laughs> well, then who's going to watch the show? <laughs> Everyone is already in at that point. So. <laughs> uh, and I believe the first villain... That not the first villain Hades goes after. The first villain we see, Hades gives uh, uh, Pain and Panic the invitations to invite Maleficent and um, the Evil Queen to the party. And for some reason, on their way to do that, Pain and Panic go under the sea and chill at a lounge under the sea. And Ursula's also, there. Also, <laughs> just saying, briefly backtracking, that is fun with the musical stained gag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the. Oh, see, you're all my friends now. All right, you're fired. Yeah, which was the joke we were mentioning earlier that we're not going to get into more detail about. I think you can put Mm -hmm. the pieces together. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, and we're not talking about Paula Deen. That aged well as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, also, do you notice like Hades' hair smokes only like once? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's nice that they did that effect. It's yeah. neat. It was a neat, you know, uh, Blackbeard, the real guy, had like candle wicks or something in his beard that he would light on fire just to freak people out. Mm. I don't know if you all knew that or not. It It's not related to this at all other than there's pirates in this. But. Well, I mean, I remember um, Pirates of the Caribbean, the fourth movie, which I saw in theaters, unfortunately. I did too, in 3D. Yeah. Oh, I boy. own it in 3D, in fact. <laughs> Because why else would I watch it if not in 3D? I saw neither, but I saw a portion of it in 3D at the old Festival of Fools arena in Disneyland. I, I don't uh, I don't think I would want to watch it any other way but in 3D because it's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, we actually saw a midnight opening of, of it when I went because that I mean Pirates was still really popular at that time. Yeah. So yeah, so we we saw and it's just like but going back to Blackbeard, they did actually replicate yeah. somewhat about that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that really, he really did that. Um, but so, he didn't do it in Blackbeard's ghost and that's terrible. Yeah. The, the, the hair reminded me of that a little bit, um, even though it's a wig and not his actual hair. So he didn't put wicks in his hair. And smoke them. <laughs> yeah. Now that you mentioned, it did look sort of candle-like. And they did. And they, uh, a few times the lighting changed to make his hair look red too, I mm. believe. Yeah. So like yeah, like in the nice movie stuff. when he turns red and his hair turns uh, orange, which is ironic because it's supposed to imply he's angry and that means he's extra hot, but blue flames are actually hotter than red flames. So yeah, <laughs> science. Um, but yeah, so, um, I kind of dig poor unfortunate souls as a lounge number. Yeah. Yes, it was a missed opportunity to potentially use Ursula's song from the TV series, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, that- I was gonna say they wouldn't do that, but you know, Ismopolis is in this. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, which I actually, you know, it's like I remember talking about the Ismopolis episode um, of your podcast. Hell, said yeah. this should be a Broadway number. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They um, 
but I'm getting ahead of myself. That's a reference to not a Disney attraction. It's probably an attraction none of my listeners have ever been on. So <laughs> hmm. it's in Virginia. Oh, it, it was in it, it was in Virginia. So <laughs> I'm guessing oh, Dark Castle. Yeah, I've only been there once. Uh, there's a scene. Oh, I'm going to talk what about if it on that guy time. took over a Disney cruise show. Yeah, it, yeah, but Disney doesn't own him. He's owned by. Is he owned by anyone at this point? The attraction has been closed. Well, that's why it would be so odd. Yeah. I don't think the beer company owns them, any, owns them anymore. No, they're all, it's SeaWorld is its own company now, basically. And Anheuser-Busch left, or they, but some company bought it from Anheuser-Busch and renamed themselves to SeaWorld. And, um, and that sucks because they renamed them and I didn't get a free beer. I used to get a free beer if you went there. And it was better when it, when they were run by. I mean, I went to Bush Gardens recently. Bush Gardens is nice, but it was better when it was run by Anheuser Busch <laughs> because they had a better, a stronger grasp of atmosphere and theming yeah. than the people that run it now do. Um, Interesting. Hmm? Still say you, it's nice to get free beer. I wish yeah. my dad always got free beer when he went to Bush Gardens. They but... still have horses there, so. Well, that's always a good thing because I like horses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Ursula sings her cover of Pong Fortune Souls. It's a, it's a decent costume. Yeah, it's yeah, it's basically a dress with an octopus in the middle, so it looks like she's sitting on a rock or something. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, and strings attached from her and wrists to the tentacles. Yeah, oh, it, that's how they did. It. I did not notice that. <laughs> yeah, that was actually um, really good. I isn't that kind of what they do with the um, Voyage of the Little Mermaid um, musical number a bit, or was that know. more? That is like a giant puppet. They had okay. an animatronic or something in that one. Yeah, I haven't seen it in like twenty years. So, though, also like Voyage of the Little Mermaid, it looked like there might have been bubbles in the auditorium during this yeah. number. Bubbles, my bubbles. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, it's poor, unfortunate souls. You can't go wrong with that song. And and honestly, the um, this the person was actually pretty good um doing un- poor, unfortunate souls, even though that's a, such a memorable song. Yeah, they scat. Yeah. She she scatted. Mm-hmm. Scat. What's the past tense of scat? Maybe scatted. Yeah. Yeah. Poor unfortunate souls threw some scat in there. As in the musical kind of scat, not the feces. Uh. Yeah. Let's see. So, and then let's see. With the "we're all in this together" gag, yeah, the ringtone. I feel like that would have been funnier if they immediately knew. Oh no, it's the boss. Yeah. 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 Can't can't argue with you there. And this was. I guess a couple years ago, the th- like in 2008, the third movie had come out, but this felt like that ship had almost sailed at that point. Of course, now it's back with yeah. the series. <laughs> you say that ship has sailed when we're talking about a cruise show. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just feel like for a long time after the third one, High School Musical kind of just disappeared off the radar for a while. Uh, and now wouldn't... people are nostalgic for it, so they brought it back with a TV series on Disney+. Plus. Um that was I mean, the one episode of Disney Plus's Encore series that I'd never finished. Oh, the High School Musical one? Yep. I don't know that if is, I've ever... I, have, I decided to only watch the ones I'm actually interested in. <laughs> so enough. I don't think I ever watched that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to stick with the classic shorts right now. <laughs> mm. um, so, Speaking of musicals, either of you know Twisted? I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, heard. I've seen it, seen bits and pieces of it, yeah. Yeah. My, I, my, star my sister, kid. yeah, my sister and um, my mother have seen it, but I haven't. Yeah, it was like, I guess, minor spoilers for the title song, but this felt as a whole kind of similar to that, where you get a bunch of villains appearing. The only one who does not appear in both of them is Gaston. Yeah. Yeah, and then they and and. and uh, that brings up something. He's looking through like a phone book or something. Of yeah, Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, and he makes a lot of and he like mentions Gaston and makes a terribly sheen joke. And it's, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Also, I know I had seen this once before on YouTube somewhere in the past decade, and that was one of the few things I actually remembered was that he mentioned Charlie Sheen. Yeah, 
And he talks yeah, about Prince John. There's some deep cuts in there. He talks about Prince John being a thumb sucker. And the only reference to a Pixar villain in the show is right. uh, mentioning Watso and his baby who threw him. Yeah, that was a... I like that guy. I like that line. Like, oh, assume, no, he brings that baby with him. Yeah, I assume yeah. most of this, except for the Hades story, is supposed to imply that this is happening at the same time as all these movies. Yeah. Hmm. Did, did um, Toy Story 3, Toy Story 3, I think, was pretty recent, too, at that time. Yeah, yeah it, that it, had was just, it, had, it was 2010, so it had just come out, yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. Um, I knew it was 2010. I just didn't remember if it was 2010, 2011, or 2009. It's like that whole area is kind of mush for me. Yeah. Hmm. Well, one was a nine, one was a 10, one was an 11. Oh, what's after 11, 12? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some say that 12 is going to be the end, but I get a feeling that they will be proven wrong. (laughs) So... Um, and then Hades decides he wants scars. So then we go a rock, the sort of metal rock version of, of Be Prepared. Oh. <laughs> it does make more sense to have a hyena dance party here than in the Broadway version. Yeah. And, but, and, and Scar is basically a dude wearing a, hel- a bucket on his head, basically. Yeah, I have, I, like some I helmet that doesn't look, look very lionish. I think it's supposed to look like a biker helmet or something, but it's like painted to look like a lion face or something. It looks really weird. Yeah, it might I mean, big for a biker helmet. It reminds me of like not the cats and cats, but like the, the dog, the dog, the the one yeah, with the, the pollicles. Shoe, oh, the yeah. shoe boxes <laughs> on their head yeah. <laughs> in, in cats. It reminds me of yeah. that. This actor doesn't have any makeup for Scar. Uh, oh my, it, it, I mean, I've seen the um the Lion King musical yeah, uh, at yeah. Disney World, and that was mm. you know honestly that was amazing. I've how seen they the Lion King that. musical not on Broadway, but. Uh, a touring version that was the same, you know. Yeah, and and it's uh, just puppets like, and stuff is on Broadway, or yeah, similar puppets. copies of the ones on Broadway. So it was basically that quality production. And they, it felt like they just said, "Hey, hey, we need you for a quick five minutes. Let's just slap a costume." No, the on cost, no. Yeah, the cost, the costume, like the guy in in. So uh, the great thing about. Uh, Festival of the Lion King is everyone is dressed in who's not a, a, a like an animal on a float is a person dressed in like tribal or like little yeah. uh, African uh, outfits basically, so that they and they have like little bits that like a the crownish fur thing that sort of echoes a lion mane, but they don't, but they're still a person. Yeah, and and, and it just felt like. I hate to say it, but it just felt like they just didn't seem to care. Yeah, yeah, be, this, yeah, mainly with Scar out of all of these characters. Because mainly them, with Scar, yeah, because yeah. all of them were actually pretty good. I think this version of Scar is going to replace the um, nightmares of the 2019 version for me. But yeah. I'm. Well, have you seen the, the on ice version? <laughs> I don't want to. Let's put it I also uh, noticed that Scar wasn't there for the finale. Yeah, a couple hyenas showed up. Well, I'm Scar's... guessing Scar, he was probably playing another character like Hook or Smee. Or it also could be that Scar's, um, is Katie's decided just to keep Scar in the underworld. The rest of them um, already came out. With some, uh, some of this, at least in the case of the Emperor's New Groove section, I get the feeling that's supposed to take place during the movie based on yeah. the setup for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what the timeline is supposed to be for all of these, except it takes place after Hercules. That part's obvious because. Yeah. Hades is upset mm-hmm. because he was defeated by Hercules. That's yeah, <laughs> probably very non-serious about when this is. Yeah. So, so you're saying this is non-canon? Um, probably. I mean, is any of the cruise line stuff canon? <laughs> Why didn't you put it here? I mean, maybe if someone does a cannonball into the pool. Yeah. Um. So, also just a little quip here is that so the hyenas still have their backup lines about like we'll have food lots of food we repeat and let me so were they going to eat the dead souls in the underworld they're already dead so mm-hmm. well i mean if it's, it's not good, very filling if it's good enough for no, a sandworm uh... maybe that's why scar's not in the finale they ate him i mean that's what they do in the movie yeah yeah oh no not again but then he would end up in the underworld because he'd be dead. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. And so um, at least three of three of the villains in this are villains that have not died. 
in their movies. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, if you die, where are you going to go, Denver? Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, if you're going to try out the Frozen musical before you take it to Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, then we see a llama running in the jungle. I believe. Why would that appeal to you, Micah? <laughs> um, on a screen, there's a, a bunch of stuff happens on. There's a giant screen in the background that stuff happens on, and then we see Kronk running after it. And I wish they had hired me. I just put me in a muscle suit because I think I could have done a better Kronk than this guy. <laughs> I actually thought this Kronk was one of the stronger cast members in this. But... Oh, for in this, yeah, but I, yeah. I just, I really am dead set on hearing Kronk like go full out Patrick Warburton and I did not get that kind of vibe from this guy's voice okay. yeah he reminded right. me more of Brendan Fraser to be honest <laughs> hey all right glad you made it hope you had a great time I would have enjoyed this interview a lot more if I had gotten that my cup of coffee yeah um did, especially like the way he, his his face I, his facial expressions reminded me a lot of Brendan Fraser hmm. I guess they're, I mean, they're both like himbos or something, right? <laughs> so, and then Nizma sees the evilometer is almost empty and decides to fill it up. She's going to sing a song, and apparently that works. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we're setting up Yzma as an antagonist for this show. Nope, never mind. She no, sings. A, I, I will say that the Yzma is actually pretty. Um, the Yzma is well good. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the kind of back and really forth good. on her, but she's definitely got her moments. Like, yeah, E for empty, like your head. Well, she's good at the hand, at the over the topness. Like she's sh mm. of shrieking and yelling a lot, which Isba does. Um, I love that. A the bit too pretty, I think, to be Isba. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love that the dancers have those manacle stock things on their arms. Yeah. Yeah, there's dancers. Though, that meanwhile, have... the guards were giving me turn off the dark flashback. Yeah, they're they're yeah. snuff out the dark. Snuff out the <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I could totally picture Isma as as Arachne from that show. Behold and wonder. Yeah, I, I, isn't I, there a villain in that show named after uh, Hot Cocoa? Who? Swiss Miss. Yes, yeah, Swiss is Miss. A is named, a that's a brand of Hot Cocoa. Character. Yeah. That's a brand mm. of hot cocoa. I, I will say that one thing I did like about the Eastman Kronk bit is that when they do go into the secret lab, you hear the please put your arms inside the cart and then they do the Spanish version. And as yeah. anyone who's ever been to Disney goes yeah. on the monorail, you know, you could almost say that Spanish version word for word. It has to be a different theme park reference each time, except for the second time in the movie when it's the same as it was the first time in the movie. But every appearance outside of the movie, it has to be a different theme park reference. Or something. Nice. Sorry. Yeah, it is nice to have an IRL version of the coaster car. Yeah, I don't think that's what it would look like on an actual ride, but <laughs> oh, yeah. you 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 have to you have to. It can't look like a cartoon. It has to actually function as a real ride vehicle, so it has to look and a little different. And be There's safe. There's got to be an in between. Yeah. So this is like a sort of like a teacup almost shaped, which is what it's shaped like almost in the in the movie. Um, the only way I could actually see the movie version being a little bit more real if they did the um, the mouser type cars. Yeah, they mm. they would have to. They would also have to increase the capacity because I don't think they want a roller coaster that each car only fits two people in. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they'd probably go with a train of cars that fit four or something. I think mm. um, if they were to do that, but yeah, and that's. Another part, the screen plays behind them and they pretend to be on the roller coaster by enacting those Hall that Halloween. Have you seen the Halloween costume of people on a roller coaster where they have fake legs? Yeah. yeah. And they go like, whoa, and bend around and wave. It's basically that effect. Um, but there's a For screen showing the track behind them as they're going down, like in the movie. Nice use of so projection almost, backdrops. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of interesting they don't do wrong lover. Hmm? Oh, yeah. They don't do, I guess, my assumption is timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't have the time to fit that in. It was my best guess. Um, they didn't. Unfortunately, they didn't do wrong lever in Kronk's uh, new groove either. Um, oh. I do like how Kronk's new groove was a boat ride yeah. instead of the coaster, which was a little bit different. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen Kronk's new groove, but I do remember it being like a love tunnel boat ride almost. It was. It's a small world, but then ah. uh, it started dropping. 
into oh, okay. the water slide, basically. But they totally burns Tomorrowland. And because they're Disney, they even though they could have there's been Disney stuff that's made fun of It's a Small World without using It's a Small World. They actually used the It's a Small World music. I both huh. believe. Not yes. the lyrics, but the music in the background <coughs> is actually um, I have a rap version of that. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and uh so they play Ismopolis from the episode of the same name of the TV show, which is interesting. Um and they sh- uh, there's people dressed as guards. Um and I, mm-hmm. I think they changed those costumes, or maybe the costumes I saw that were face people were from a different show. Um oh. but Initially, there are people in like big head suits. Yep, basically. like I said, turn off the dark flashbacks. And there's uh, like peasants in stocks, as you said, dancing around. Mm-hmm. And there's a radio guy uh, who just who has one of those hats with the thingies on top that kind of like Kronk has, but different. Hmm. Uh, and there's lots of black light, which is appropriate because it's bright purples and stuff because it's mm-hmm. and pinks because it's Isma. Um, and so, so much for snuff out the black light. Yeah. So <laughs> it is interesting that 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 this is the song they chose. And then in another attraction that actually has the Lilo and Stitch theme song from the TV show in it, um, a, oh, yeah. a one day event oh, yeah. in Paris, Isma actually sung Snuff Out the Light for that. Um, oh. and that uh, yeah, because it's just interesting that they are taking um, stuff because usually Disney doesn't reference the at least anymore um they should but they yeah they, they should <laughs> but they don't usually do that especially around this era because this was around the time that um that eisner i think this was right right around the time that um Iger was taking over and lasseter was now in charge that would have been like the mid 2000s wouldn't it maybe yeah because that was 2005 never mind <laughs> never mind forget yeah. what i said i'll, I'll go why yeah. <laughs> For what it's worth, Oogie Boogie Bash has snuff out the light in its yeah. area loop. I feel like Ismopolis fits this version of the character more, though. Yeah, yeah, especially because it is a Broadway. It is supposed to be a you know a musical, and it's a broad, almost like a play. So I yeah. imagine this one fits it better because I remember saying it's almost like a Broadway musical. In the, snuff in the TV snuff show. out the dark is a very serious, dramatic. Still funny, but not like in a wacky cartoon uh, villain song, as opposed to Ismopolis, which is very, look at how anachronistic and cartoony we are, which fits the embers their groove more, in my opinion. Um, Especially because you do get a little bit of backstory of Yzma in the um, Snuff Out the Light, too. Yeah. You actually hear about her father. Yeah, which I say that her father being a a martician is still canon, as far as I'm concerned. But her mother... And her mother, uh, according to the TV series, is uh, constantly berating her and pushing her to be empress and also is still alive. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's almost like... It's almost kind of like what happened with my grandfather. <laughs> your, your, your grandfather pushed you to be emperor and is still alive? No. <laughs> no, his his father was actually a mortician. Oh. His mother, who who I never actually met, but she, she was alive to almost like 100. And constantly pushing him to do to do more than what she thought he could yeah what the other one never mind she thought she thought he could do much better than what he was doing even though he was doing amazing at the time yeah and then uh the, the captain hook scene um and we end up and they end up singing the song from the wrong pirate related franchise oh, <laughs> i, 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 I was so one of them to we do. also we skipped over the Maleficent evil. Oh yeah, queen Malefic- there's this oh, yeah. whole scene with Maleficent and uh, the evil queen who starts off. You notice with- how the you notice how the branches had the had Chernabog and Maleficent's dragon form in them. No, I did not notice that. I'll have to go back and watch that or watch yeah. for that. Um, yeah, I guess yeah, Chernabog in was in this originally, like around the end, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I remember watching a promotional video for it and he showed up and I, I'm going to have to see if I can find a clip of that. Because oh yeah, it was, it was right after the... He's a screen. He, he shows up on the screen because how are you going to do Turnabog? He's like to, uh, the size of a mountain. Yeah, it was uh, right after the Jafar and Iago scene actually. According, yeah. I'm on the wiki right now and that's what it mm-hmm. says. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. So, so 
see, there's that line about evil queen in Hades having an quote unquote interesting weekend on Castaway Key. Which for those who oh don't know, Castaway Key is an actual island, oh, oh, not, yeah, island, owned yeah. by Disney um, that the cruise ships go to, or at least some of the cruise ships go to. Yeah. So they were referencing that because, you know, synergy? I don't, I mean, it's a cruise yeah. ship, so it's, you, it's connected not the worst synergy. So I'm not sure if it's synergy is the right word, but it's like, we're, we're uh, uh, get it because synergy we're on a cruise ship. Right. And get it and get it. And now we're going to put some little references in here. So the, so the mommy and daddies aren't as bored as the, um, as they, as get it? Hades and Maleficent had sex. Or maybe the no, Hades and the evil queen had sex. On no. maybe, maybe he had it with both of them. They, he took them both to Castaway Key. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Castaway Key is a better reference here than how do you two know each other? Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, following scene i don't dislike the pun of all the single hades that's oh. not sure it was most effectively used here yeah yeah also people are gonna hear this and think we're making this shit up but we're not <laughs> <laughs> no go watch the youtube video we swear we're I'll not post, making this i'll post a link in the description of the podcast episode just as evidence that this is a real thing that happened <laughs> From the face of all characters. It's it's so bad that we have to make a disclaimer saying this is <laughs> real. This is real. This actually happened, just like the Scientologist episode of South yeah. Park. Yeah. You know, this, so I'll something I'll finally say it. It's you know, it's interesting. Multiple scenes of the fates talking to Hades, and at no point are they like, gotta think quick, gotta save face, caught between a rock and a hard place. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do now? Yeah. There. Got that reference in there. Um, and uh, Hades is lying about what do you think I'm doing? Waiting for the aqueduct? Yeah, which okay, only which might too. only be funny if you're on because this played on two different ships, so it's only funny if and maybe this if they changed it if it played on the other ship, but oh. only one of the ships has the aqueduct on it. So. Interesting, <laughs> I believe yeah, it seemed to go over well on the taping you sent us. So. Yeah, yeah, one of the only jokes that seemed to go over. <laughs> There's a lot of dead air, it seems like. <laughs> well, unidentified flying on while already used a Space Mountain reference, so that would just be redundant. Yeah. <laughs> I, it also could be, I don't know, it's just maybe it was the quality because you definitely, this almost felt like the quality that you sent us was um, almost like a DVD quality because they were actually, this I'll, wasn't someone, yeah, someone yeah. this wasn't something someone filmed in the stands. This was almost like projecting into oh, the... Yeah. Yeah, like, like, they play like it on. Shot. They played it on yeah. the PVs in the cruise for people who couldn't get to the theater. Uh, I remember, like that was how I saw this the first time. Was someone on put it up on YouTube, recording it of off one of those TVs. Yeah. I think maybe I'd assumed that it was live footage or something. Then, oh, I mean, technically, not. it was live at one point. Well, yeah, not yeah. broad, not simulcast or something. Let's see. It was but live. I... I don't know if it was if the. TV was pre-recorded or, or of a production of it at the time or if they were broadcasting it live as it was showing at the time. But I imagine it was probably yeah. pre-recorded because of how the yeah. well-filmed it, it. Like they zoom in on specific aspects of the show that you wouldn't really be yeah. able to do live. Yeah, the whole thing felt like I've, I have the um, Circus Olay that the Disney World um, gave. And that almost felt this footage almost felt like the a dvd that you could buy at the store yeah just yeah. because of how close up everything was and how clear the voices of all the um all the performers were and but could you that, hear the audience in that Cirque du Soleil dvd that's true but it almost felt like i i almost kind of like excused it a little bit with this because it almost felt like they pushed down the audience a bit hmm. Be, but then when you hear the laughter from the aqueduct it's like maybe i it, yeah, you I can know. see the audience you know they're there yeah. because they put their fists in the air and stuff when they <laughs> ask them to yeah <laughs> like oh you'll do anything won't you that's a that's, i like that line <laughs> um we're not really to that part yet but yeah um captain yeah. hook scene so, um there's a lady singing the song from peter pan and she gets shot like the guy does in the movie yeah. look you notice, is, it looks like she crawls back up onto the boat <laughs> oh damn it I was, hoping, because I was that hoping was... there was some murder in this. 
Yeah, because if you think about it, he's probably, if it was actually murder, he's probably the darkest character because he actually killed someone where the other ones are just saying we're going to be Scar, evil. I mean, Scar killed someone in the movie if we're supposed to, this is supposed to line Although up. Although he the did movie. that after be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's see. Um, but yeah, so Hook is forcing them to sing. So and, this and predicted pan. Yeah, and do chores. They do not sing. They do not sing uh, Nirvana, though. <laughs> no, I mean it would have been nice if. I feel like it would have completed the bit a bit more if the song that they wanted to sing, like they're singing when Hooks Away, was a totally different song, not just a different style of the same. Yeah, song. yeah. Singing this the Yoho Pirates Life for Me, which is not from Peter Pan, um, and there is, there. I guess that was the, the most the essential Disney pirate songs that they wanted included mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, um, but I, I also felt like they should have. I mean, if you're gonna have, if you want to have that, as you said earlier, um, have it as a another version. You know, have that they want to sing "Yo Ho, Pirates Life for Me," but also a song that was actually from Peter Pan. Yeah, like um, "A Life of a Pirate" is for me, which is what they start. They started off with like one of the verses of that song, like what we were just talking about. The person gets shot was singing that. Yeah part of that song but they didn't like have the pirates themselves all of them singing it they were they were you know it's a hard dock life for those pirates they're doing all the chores <laughs> let's see what is it i what if the song Hor- the hork yeah that's his name captain hork but what if the song that he forced no, them to sing that was the what if it was that captain hook song he was forcing them to sing and then when he's gone they sing yoho I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, the one where it's like, oh, the Marvel Captain Hook. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, so then, so they're singing a bore, a, a slow version of, of of Yo Ho, and then he leaves, and they start doing a rock and roll version, and there's a Jolly Rogers in the, on the screen singing it too. It looks really weird. Um, then he keeps coming in, and they have to go back to chores, and then eventually he catches them, and they throw. But a then inexplicable Cruella. They threw a mutiny and then the ship disappears somehow, but Hook is still there and Cruella shows up and uh, does her own version of Project Runway, basically. While this they Cruella scene for me is the mind screw of this whole show. Yeah. She, I know. And you could tell that um, this was definitely before the movie because then they have, um, then they have dogs coming, the, two, the, new, the new Cruella movie, then they have like two dogs running trying to kill her mother. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. You know, yeah. I was gonna say, technically, the at this point, Disney can't decide if Cruella is if they want Cruella to be a villain or not. But at this point, they knew Cruella was a villain. There's um, like no way the live action one fits into the same timeline as the cartoon. No, it doesn't. No. It's supposed to okay. be an alternate the live universe. action Cruella, not the live action Hundred and One Dalmatians. Franchise. Yeah, that's that's what really frustrated me when they announced Cruella. That's like, the they already we live did in now. Welcome to 2021. They already did a live action One Hundred and One Dalmatians. Now they're going to do a live, and it was kind of the marketing made it look like it was focusing mostly on Cruella. So. And and I will say this: the that scene with the Dalmatians. I actually haven't seen Quella, just that one scene with the Dalmatians, because yeah. I did do that YouTube video with her with the goofy sound. But <laughs> yeah, you could probably find it on my YouTube channel. But it the whole it just feels like um, those Dalmatians were so fake, especially because I have a, my parents actually have a real Dalmatian. They were and CGI, right? Uh, oh yeah. I mean, they didn't even look close. I mean the. The animated versions of the of the one hundred one Dalmatians are closer to real life than the actual. They can movie. try. They can, you know they didn't use CGI in the remake. They used a combination of real ones and animatronics in the ninety six movie. Yeah. They didn't need CGI, but apparently they use CGI in this one because they can't make Dalmatians pretend to growl. I guess it's harder to train them to do that. <laughs> just just go to my parents' house, and as soon as you sit down on the couch, he starts growling. Yeah. Aww. So um, there's a, a fashion show basically where Cruella, they sing Cruella's song and she basically, I feel like Cruella would really hate the Cruella DeVille song, but apparently she loves it here. <laughs> <laughs> well, she just, just all of a sudden decided to, I'm just going to go uh, all out. Cause, cause Maybe it's movie, a Yankee Doodle situation. We're making this song to mock you. Joke's on you. I love this song. Because <laughs> in the movie, she never, we never see her hear the song. 
in the original movie that is yeah um, yeah i mean she de- i because she was definitely annoyed um she could definitely hear roger um pounding on the on the um on the floor on the ceiling but there was no indication that the words that she actually understood the words especially because once it becomes a hit coelho's far out of the picture at that point what happened like did she just like give up (laughs) i'm guessing because we definitely know that at the end of 101 dalmatians she um she just kind of she's she appeared in the second animated one Mm-hmm. She's just around. Yeah, her, her henchmen are in jail, but she's just around. She doesn't really get a comeuppance in the animated one. She just sort of disappears from the plot. I don't know. I've actually never read the book. I don't know how the book finishes it. I don't know. The sequel to the book, uh, she has aliens in it or something. Yeah, I think like the dogs are present or something. If dogs basically take over the world in the sequel because the humans are all asleep. What? Yeah, there's a sequel book to 101 Dalmatians that Disney that never got. That part I can buy. It's the it's this description of the plot I'm having a hard time believing. Uh, I think that's the reason Disney never adapted it because it was too weird. Uh, no. <laughs> but I would love to see it. Honestly, yeah, I think that was um, 101 Dalmatians. I think came out right around the tail end of when Walt died. I mean, I know he was still alive at that time. I believe. Yeah, well, it's 61 or so. The, the, the yeah. Starlight Bark. Named after the thing, Twilight Bark. The Twilight yeah. Bark, named after the thing from the from the first book and the movie, um, or maybe yeah. And uh, everyone is apparently there's a god dog in the Dog Star, and he makes all the humans fall asleep because humans are gonna cause the end of the world or something. And the dogs uh, are trying to solve the mystery of why the humans are all asleep, and at first they blame Cruella, but then she's asleep too or something. Then it turns out the dog, the the dogs are okay that the humans are going to cause the end of the world because they're loyal to them anyways or something. And that's the end of the story. Well, if I had a brain, it is destroyed now. <laughs> it's weirder than this shit, even. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then after the, Cru- after the Cruella uh, show, uh, fashion show, uh, Hades basically tries to, to, to do his own version of Jerry Springer. Uh, lesbian Nazi hookers abducted by UFOs and forced into weight loss programs all this week on Town Talk. <laughs> yeah, and and then um, he's expecting—I mean, he's expecting a a, a a Jerry Springer type show, and then it turns out not being the case. Um, and then Iago and Jafar sing "The Wind Beneath My Wings." That that, that about Iago. <laughs> that gave what? me such. What? Not that, about Iago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The Iago was actually really good. That I will say this: the wind beneath my wings gave me such a whiplash. I had to check to make sure my neck was still on. Because I'll be honest, I was not expecting that. But it's just like, what just happened? And it's apparently, it's sort of funny how after, like, oh, this whole some song of love between sidekicks and the evil under is just empties. Yeah, and I read. I I mean, I watched a clip of this song standalone from a different recording, and apparently in um other versions and maybe either this they had given up on this or it wasn't working at the time jafar and iago fly like it was wire oh oh that would have been cool yeah that's on youtube it's not in very good quality compared to this but um so and then um yzma and kronk and uh smi and hook are also dancing along to the music yeah Um, no this show is called hot talk do you ever shop at hot talk it yeah, the show is called Hot Talk, and Hades is trying to get Iago to tr- trash talk Jafar and Jafar to trash talk Iago, and then they fight each other and pull each other's feathers out and stuff. But instead, I had to get I love that. that this, I love this little subtle detail that what tips off Iago to the fact that Jafar's in the room is the smell. <laughs> and then they had to bring in the reference of the old tiki room. With uh, I remember that. I was like, oh, just oh, because I do remember him saying, um, what is this, the tiki room? And I'm like, Please don't, Iago. Please, you do cut on fire, and that was the good thing about it. <laughs> I mean, has oh, the been... Aladdin show at DCA had called Iago the Tiki Room reject. <laughs> Pretty much its entire run, I think. Which is ironic. Eventually, we came ironic for a little while. <laughs> yep, poetic. You know, at the beginning of Hot Talk, Katie's comes out. You know, he's got the microphone. He's like, "How are you doing in the balcony? Having fun?" Kind of wish that would happen more often at Broadway shows. Like, yeah. <laughs> just two thirds into the way, someone comes out with a microphone, like 
shouts out to the balcony. And, and yeah, there is and, at least one show on Broadway right now with a Hades. So mm. and and eventually there's going to be another one because Hercules is set to at some point come to Broadway. I believe is it? Yeah, is it really? Alan Minkin was work said he was working on it. Yeah, I, I know they did that one in the park. I didn't know if they were ever intending it for Broadway. They're do. They, it's probably going to be off Broadway first because that seems to be what they do. Um, what's what they're doing with Winnie the Pooh? Um, but I believe Hercules. I can see Winnie the Pooh staying off Broadway is with that being such a small one. Yeah, yeah. Hercules. Uh, there are plans, or at least ha- were plans, last I checked, for a Hercules on Broadway. It, it, uh, who knows what's going on with the Broadway stuff, especially with COVID going on. Yeah. But uh, I still remember um, Lindsay Ellis's video about how. Hercules is such a hot mess, but it's so just like good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's... I mean, it gets everything wrong, but it's Disney. It's not, it's not a documentary about Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't, I mean, a lot of the Disney movies are not a documentary of any of these films for the most part yeah yeah i'm so. guessing that disney wouldn't do a version of hercules where zeus disguises himself as a cow to abduct a woman yeah yeah, yeah. no um so um then on that uh, note <laughs> the singing of um when beneath my wings causes the evilometer to drop and completely be empty and the fates arrive and mock hades basically um Hey, yeah. Hades, goodbye. Yeah, and then... That's no, it's no single Hades. Yeah, and then um, a bunch of... No. All the villains, except for Scar for some reason, uh, start prodding at Hades, talking about Hercules, defeating him. Come on, audience, let's trigger Hades! Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, uh, let's Hades, shout your trauma at you! And then Hades explodes, basically. Like, not, like, all over the place, but, like... Uh, he, <laughs> oh, God. You're gonna finish your dessert and you're gonna like it. Yeah, yeah. He's on it. You have to eat your Sundays on a pedestal on the stage, and the pedestal rises above all the other villains, and smoke and fire erupts. And then they sing the finale. Uh, The evilometer fills up. uh, Yeah, it is. uh, It is sort of clever. Like, well, yeah, it actually was about Hades's own evil, considering he's the ruler here. Yeah. So and apparently he was just trying to bring in evil of the story. people. I was like, so they, the purpose is to prove that you're evil, so you're getting all these other villains to yeah. fill up the evilometer. That I confused think, me at first, but I'm glad that they actually referenced that. I think yeah. um, Hades was just trying to be lazy. He's like, oh, I don't have to do stuff. I'll just bring in two villains. Yeah. They'll fill it up. I'm, I'm going to have a nice weekend in the Bahamas. Mm. Doesn't yeah. want to revisit his trauma. So, so then mean, the fates... Uh, congratulate him and uh, decide they're going to go on a cruise. And apparently there's a cruise in the underworld. So a Disney cruise in the underworld. Yeah. Another oh, Aladdin cool. tie. Cause that ended with Keeney saying we're going to Disneyland. Yeah. Hmm. You know, there's this moment like earlier when Maleficent and the queen show up and Maleficent says something like castaway key is canceled. Gee, if only there was a thing in the current zeitgeist that could add a new modern meaning to that term layer to that line. Yeah. <laughs> but do places get canceled? I guess it depends Maybe. on the place and what yeah. it was made for. Yeah, or how it's being run. Yeah. yeah. So then I mean, they sing the, No one wants to go to Florida right now. They sing the titular finale song. Yeah. I mean, you if know. I wasn't worried about getting sick, I would go to Florida, but <laughs> only for Disney World. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, that's the only yeah. reason you want to go because there's no other reason to be in Florida. Yeah, I did go there earlier this year for other reasons that only half of them were things I actually wanted to do. The other was stuff I just had to do. So yeah, I'm sorry. As far as like this whole, I got, I got get to these I evil got to go to Universal and ride Velocicoaster, so that was mm. fun. <laughs> yeah, that that is cool. Okay. Now, out of this whole gather evil people plot. You know, I know there's some studio rights stuff that would get in the way, but you could have just brought in the creature from the Black Lagoon from the creature from the Black Lagoon musical because he had that song, I'm Evil. Yeah, but which this was also yeah. filled with pop culture references. But this show was already cringy enough. You didn't need You don't need <laughs> Yes, it did need him. So we just go full cringe. Yeah, and then, and then, 
And then, yeah, and then, you, you, you um, get this Disney show on a, a nice Disney cruise and you bring on the creature from the Black Lagoon singing, what the hell are you doing around here? Oh, no, you can't say hell on a Disney cruise. Yeah, that's why. In- oh, have, oh, I can't say hell. Well, have you heard me when I'm alone in the privacy of my room? I'm no, saying whatever I like. Have you, have you ever, did you see the hunchback show at Hollywood Studios that they cut out Hellfire? Oh, well, I remember seeing some video of the beginning long ago where Frollo still said, I'm sending this demon to hell. But they cut Hellfire. <laughs> Which oh. is, but hell, but he sang Hellfire in some show, I believe, Animazement that, yeah, no, they, some, not, maybe not Animazement, but some show that used to play in Disneyland in the 90s at well, Hellfire yeah, they, and in the middle have, of One Jump Ahead for some reason. They, they have instrumental of it in like firework shows and stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I know I, that Maleficent used to say hell in the animation building at DCA. And, and again, Oogie Boogie Bash plays a cover of Put a Spell on You, which included the word hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gamora says hell on Mission Breakout. Hellfire isn't just about hell, though. It's also about wanting to have sex without consent with, like... Good point. Yeah, good point. A supposedly underaged woman. I still am not sure. Those designers, I'm very concerned for them if that was what they went for designing a 16-year-old, but... (laughs) She was 16? Supposedly, yeah. I don't know what the age of... Who has played both Frollo and a different version of Hades on stage? Patrick Page. Whoa, it's all connected. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. It's all come together. So they sing the titular, <laughs> they sing the titular Villains Tonight song. Um, which Villains is pretty... Tonight is my favorite McDonald's character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that song, I thought, as far as original songs go, was pretty good. Um, even though the rest of the, like I said, the songs were the best part of the show, in my opinion. The, yeah. The cute the pop culture references I could have done without maybe hey, one or two here or there, but they could have been implemented better. The pop culture stuff, yeah, yeah. Because I remember, um, if the pop culture references in the movie Hercules are not really there. I mean, there is a few pop- from Hades himself. Most of them are environmental. Yeah, like I remember yeah. the shoes that um, Pain and Panic wear, but I don't remember actually Hades saying very much pop reference culture yeah. because i remember i remember he like just, he says it's only halftime once and that's about it yeah, yeah again like in comparison to the genie who let's get ready to rumble he bits. makes just that one scene where 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 hercules is fighting the hydra he makes some like wrestling and uh Relax. sports references but other than that yeah no yeah hey yeah. isn't he's not the genie There's, and and uh, even he's not an evil even, genie yeah and even far, with but. and even with hades at that point i mean the you know the um the Greeks did have sports, so it's entirely yeah. you could actually state that he's still technically yeah. in context with the with yeah, the environment um, and stuff, which they have in the movie. Um, yeah, I wonder but, how much of the pop culture stuff in this was trying to do what Aladdin <laughs> did again. It DCA feels like Aladdin. very hard, like trying to do that. Yeah, but yeah, especially because especially because Hades felt more like a what I write here. Um, he felt more like a comedian, like a comedian whereas in the movie he's much more sleazy car salesman. car salesman which i yeah. i even though i hate even though i can't stand you know um james woods voldemort mm-hmm. but there's a reference to voldemort and that's a crop yeah. not a, not a disney property yeah you know but who he, else referenced voldemort in their song creature from the black lagoon yeah well that eventually the disney cruises flee from the black lagoon it, it eventually ended up in the same park though after black lagoon was long gone <laughs> yeah right across the street voldemort's not that. in the hollywood any of the hollywood attractions but the, his that franchise is, is no yeah. no he's in florida wow you yeah i got to ride that too that was fun <laughs> i still i i've only been the i've only been to um Orla- orlando's um Universal Studios once and it was just and all we did was just go to the um Harry Potter exhibit because my sister had to go there. Yeah. Harry Potter and the pot of hair. It's before we found out about what JK Rowling, yeah. Rowling is like. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me very, very sad because I, I do uh there is a, a I do like I mean I'm not I'm not as obsessed with some people are, but uh there is a, a Harry Potter gives me a magical feeling that has now been tarnished because of the creator, and that makes me very sad. Um, especially the the first couple movies, the first three movies. 
I especially have a fondness for. They're very and nostalgia has some to do with it, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about villains. No, tonight. we're talking about other yeah. villains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, other villains. Um, a show um, that existed. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's not that bad, but it's not the strongest. And I say that going in with expectations that it's a cruise show. Yeah, I yeah, have not I- seen a lot of cruise shows, so I don't. You know, I believe this follow came out after, like, was a re- the replacement or something for Toy Story the musical, maybe? I'm not 100% sure. Maybe. I remember on broad, on the broad, so there's a Broadway radio station on, uh, there's something called Sirius X- XM, which is like a radio carrier thing. Oh, yeah, I've. I've yeah. listened to that for years. And on there, they have a guy named Seth Rodesky, and he was talking about things that hadn't been made in a musical, and he brought up Toy Story. So I tweeted him saying, technically, there was a Toy Story musical, but it's not on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I've only... Most of the Broadway stuff I've seen is either when it ever comes to um, Washington, D.C., the Kennedy Center, um, Warren Theater, like that, which is how I found Spam a lot. And my biggest what's, regret as a kid, not my biggest regret in the history of ever, but one of my biggest regrets is not going to see the touring version of Little Shop of Horrors. Ooh. Because the plant, because uh, I think my parents thought I would be too scared of it because the plant actually comes over the audience's head. Ooh. Did, I don't know if they did that on tour, but yeah, that's that's a production I wish I could have seen. I would yeah. have been too young for it, but... Yeah. I, 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 I grew up with Little Shop of Horrors. I don't think, I don't think my parents... Had any concept of too young for Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah, I didn't get yeah, I seen lots of, until surprisingly. I've seen lots of kids uh, that have gone to see Little Shop of Horrors. It's apparently a fairly for a show that ends with with you know everyone dying. Basically, it's a pretty uh, family and mm-hmm. has the word shit said in it several times. Yeah, apparently, yeah, really popular with family. So <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. we actually did that um, back when back when I was in Maryland University. We did. I was in a shadow cast and we actually did um, we actually did little shop of horse. The first year I was in the, um, in the program, I didn't actually nice. do much that year, but it was, but the thing is, is that it's so hard to do a shadow cast of it, but um, with the plant, because as little time as we had, we basically just had someone in a green suit and the plants and the plants you get for the show are super expensive. Yeah. Like ridiculously pricey. Yeah. Like the cheapest is maybe sixty dollars at the least for a, a Audrey two, um, mm-hmm. for your production. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And of course, I like have... in comparison to you guys, I'm very much a theater person, like into that stuff. So, um, but, but you know, pre-pandemic, tried to see as much as I could. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, again, trying to lower my expectations going into this thing. So, yeah. Whether or not those expectations were met is arguable. Yeah. And well, trying to do in a way that's not condescending or anything. Yeah. Especially because you do have to consider that this is more, definitely more for all ages. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike some other Broadway musicals where they're much more towards adults, whereas this you have to do the little kids too. What are you talking about? They could totally do next to normal on a Disney cruise. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, but it's got to be all sanitized. I I don't I don't know if I I don't think I have anything else to say about the show itself. Does anyone else? Got to be all sanitized, but we reference real life controversial celebrities. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anything else to say about this? I mean, uh, um, it's certainly an interesting piece of Disney history. It's a show. It exists. It uh. It was a thing that happened on a stage, <laughs> and there's <laughs> villains in it. Um, so Halloween, ha- there you go. <laughs> uh, you all ready to plug shit? <laughs> well, I don't know if I have stuff to plug. So, I mean, you know, maybe I'll be doing something on "So You Want to Be an Imagineer" in a couple of weeks or so. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Okay, now you you can follow me on Twitter at Kanacha37, K-O-N-A-C-H-A-37. 
Um, I do have a YouTube channel, same name. I'm still currently working on my series. I'm actually finally editing it because I finally got my scripts back of Explore the Disney Vault, hmm. which is going to explore all every single short movie TV series of the Disney company, starting with Laughograms. That's going to take a long time. <laughs> yeah, I finally got the, but luckily I finally got my scripts back from my editor slash sister. So I'm actually able to start recording and putting stuff together. So that's awesome. a good thing. Yeah, that sounds like a cool project. Not oh, yeah, project. especially because there's so much about there's so much about the early shorts, especially with, um, you know, the Alice comedies yeah. and um, Oswald and especially laughograms that you just don't know about, especially considering how I, I only found out recently that Walt actually was trying to do um a steamboat Willie like 20 about 10 years before he actually did it with songgrams. It's just lost now. Yeah. Um, sounds like something he would do. Yeah. Yeah. And what would Walt have done? Well, that's what it sounds like he would have done. And you can find me at Micah Hirsch on Twitter. I also make animated cartoons on YouTube through the channel Fireblast Studios. If you like my work and want to support me, you can pledge to the Fireblast Studios Patreon for early access to videos, behind the scenes footage, and more. It's the night, over the side, over down the